we continue to discuss what happens when an uman, a craftsman, damages um, that which is given to him. So the mission begins with the case of Hanosen Tzemer One gives raw materials of wool, which he requests the dyer, D-Y-E-E-R, the dyer, who's the craftsman here, to dye from properly. yora. And then in the yora, the cauldron, in which he is boiling up the wool, and he burns it, meaning he ruins the wool. Then Nosenlo Demate Samro, the craftsman has to return to the client uh, the full value of the wool that was given to him originally. So this Mishnah we will understand as being consistent with the previous Mishnah, um, which had this principle of Ein Umen Kona B'Shevach Kli, that if there be any appreciation in terms of you know value add from the labor put into the work, that would accrue to the client. And that being the case, um, since our Mishnah says he gets back just, the client gets back just um, the value of the wool that he gave. So Rashi learns, and we'll learn the same, that uh, there was no improvement whatsoever to the wool, meaning it's not that it got overcooked after it had been improved, and therefore um, and it, and it got ruined after the fact, but rather it never was improved at all. It burned from the outset or never never usable, never any additional value. So that's simple and straightforward. Now, the next case is Tzava'o Ka'ur. Ka'ur with the Aleph here really is a synonym with the Ka'ur with the Ayin, which means like uh, ugly, inferior. So the point is that the dyer uh, did dye the wool according to instructions, meaning I said, please dye, the client says to the dyer, um, you know, dye my wool blue. And the dyer does dye it blue, but the problem is he um, uses inferior um, dye material. Like you could think of it as being sort of like past expiration date, whatever the story is. So the point is that he really was um, negligent. He was remiss in his not using the proper material to dye the wool, but he didn't really, he did what was instructed of him. The wool actually was instructed to be dyed blue and it came out blue. So he followed instructions, but he did a bad job, and really the bad job is his fault because he intentionally used inferior materials. So now, um, the principle is going to be that the the craftsman now um, is going to not really benefit now because he didn't follow instructions, but we're going to essentially the halach will be that we try to minimize the damage where we don't want the client to lose anything financially. And if there's any financial loss caused by this bad behavior, it will all be shouldered by the craftsman. And that being the case, so it depends. We have to consider two factors here. Um, how much um, is the value of the wool after it's been dyed? And how much is the input cost in terms of you know, I'll call it parts and labor, if you will, then went in to imp- improving the original material. So that means, just for example, let's, let's give some numbers here. The original wool was worth 10. The finished product could have been worth 100 if it would have been done right. But it wasn't done right. So now the finished product is worth only uh, 50. Okay? So that means there's been an increase in value of 40 from the original 10. Now, there's two things to consider here. There's the A, what there's the increase in value, that's that 40, and that's called the shevach, the improvement, the value add. But there's also the hotza'ot, the expenses that were incurred by the craftsman. And according to uh, most Roshonim, that that 
input is not just the raw materials, like the cost of the dye, if you will, uh, and like the electricity or whatever it is, you know, the gas to make the fire and all that kind of stuff, but also um, the basic labor costs. Now, we're not saying that the craftsman is going to charge his normal prices. That's not going to be allowed at all because he did a bad job here. But um, he's like, if we would just hire, you know, a, a laborer, to do this work, this kind of inferior quality work, how much do they charge per hour? Let's say, for argument's sake, they would charge, you know, I don't know what, you know, um, minimum wage or something. So the point is that we factor in those labor costs as well as the input costs here. So for argument's sake, there's two possibilities. It could be that, you know, the input costs, the parts and labor, if you will, um, was more or less than 40 um, the the actual net economic increase. So if the total costs that the the hotzaot the costs that the craftsman incurred were less than the economic gain, let's say he he put in twenty worth of parts of labor. Okay, so ten of raw material plus twenty parts of labor, and the finished product now is worth fifty. So we will allow the craftsman to at least recover his costs. So that means that the uh, the client will give him 20 to cover his parts and labor. He'll be able to sell it for 50 and make a small profit, okay? Um, the other possibility is that this was such a bad job, the final product, that the increase in value of the product, the finished product, the wool, is actually less than um, the input costs for the material in the first place. So in other words, um, let's say that the raw material is worth 10 and the parts and labor is worth another 20, but the finished product, is, let's say, is only worth 25, okay? So the client gave something worth 10 and is getting back something back worth 25. So it only increased by value of part of a value of 15. So even though the hotza'ot, the expenses of the craftsman was 20, the only value economic value added was only 15. So at least the client will give him back that 15, uh, which means net net he'll give him 15. He spent 10 for the original material. He sells it for 25, and it's a wash. He basically gets nothing from the deal, um, but at least he's not out of pocket, and um, that's the fairest way. I mean, that means that the all the financial loss to this is going to be borne always by the craftsman who didn't do his job and not the client um, who's not responsible. So let's just say it in the words again. So the, actually, for the first time, the words say like this. Tzavol Kaur, if he did an inferior job um, because of his bad decision-making uh, with the dying of the product, Im if the increase in value is more than the yitzia, the total costs of parts and labor, so then, no then at least he can get reimbursed for his parts, his cost of his materials, as well as um, his labor costs, as I described before, you know, what a worker would charge um, to do that kind of work. If um, the expenses actually exceed the total value add, economic value add that's put in here, then no shavach, um, at least will give him, like I said before, the value add that 15, in my example before, that much he can keep. So in other words, that the, the client's not losing and not gaining, and the craftsman loses some. Now, Next case, the Mishnah is a little different. Here it's Litzbolo Adom. The instructions of the client is that he wants his wool dyed red. Utzvao Shachor. But the craftsman doesn't follow instructions and he dyes it black. Or Shachor Utzvao Adom. Same would go 
if the instructions were to make it black and he went and dyed it red. So now we have a machokas tanaim. According to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir Omer, no slow demate samro, the craftsman has to just reimburse the clients for the cost of the raw materials in the first place. Just give him his money back, essentially. What he gave, in value of the, the wool he gave. The reason why is because Rabbi Meir holds that effectively, since he didn't follow instructions and misappropriated the, you know, the wool that was given to him, he is essentially a thief. He took what wasn't his. And we said before in the previous Mishnah that the thief that affects a chain or something, taking the raw wool and dyeing it red or black, is now going to make it the thief's possession. The thief would own the now improved product, but he has a requirement to return the object which he stole. Um, and that's Rabbi Meir Shita. There's a machlokas in the Tana, in the Rishonim. Is he literally like a thief or not? Rosh and the bartender seem to suggest he's not really like a thief because the uh, client would have the option of taking the the dyed wool if he wants to keep it. I mean, he wanted red, but he'll accept the black. And then he pays the full price. He pays the, the amount that was agreed upon. If that's the case, so that means that Rashi and Bartuno are really learning he's not really technically a thief because when it comes to a real thief, you can't actually force the thief to give you back what he stole. He gets to keep it if he made a Kenyan by improving it, you know. So that would be that would be the one possibility here. Other Rishonim, like like um, and Parrots, learn that actually he's like a real thief, and since he's really really a thief, um, the clients can't demand the wool that's now been dyed red, even if he wants to. He just has to. Craftsmanness is give back um, the the value of the wool that he took, like a share gazal, like before. But Rabbi Huda disagrees. Rabbi Huda says that's like um, he doesn't like that at all. Rabbi Huda says um, this really is kind of analogous to the previous case where Rabbi Huda says, "Listen, he's not a thief. He just um, didn't follow instructions properly, and therefore uh, he can't get the upper hand. Uh, the upper hand now belongs to the client, but the client will sort of get the will get um, you know the." the better end of the stick, meaning, like before we said, im hashevach yasser al if the value of the incorrectly dyed wool is more than the total costs, then those less yetziah. Then at least he gets reimbursed for his costs. Vim hashevach, if the total costs, again, it's parts and labor, are more than the value add that was done, so in other words, again, the final product, like he wanted the red wool because everyone loves red wool, but no one likes black. He went and dyed it black, so he botched the job, and the black wool is not worth very much. Then, no sin lo shavach, at least whatever the increase in value is, in terms of raw material to black wool, that much at least um, can be handed over to the craftsman. The craftsman will lose a bit because he lost in his expenses and labor, perhaps, but um, the client doesn't lose anything. He just sort of nets out to zero because he basically he's going to sell it for whatever he sells it for, and that will cover the raw material plus whatever the sheva, whatever the increased value is. Value add is back to the back to the craftsman. At all events, the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda, um, so he's not considered a thief really. Um, or even if Rabbi Yehuda holds, he is technically a thief, as some do learn. Uh, he's penalized. He can't he can't get away that easily, and he has the underhand getting the lesser of either his expenses or um, his economic benefit that he increased uh, in doing this labor incorrectly.